thinking about this sermon and studying. Years ago, I ran into a man, and his name was Julian Bells. And that probably doesn't mean anything to you, but uh, he served um, 11 years uh, head of uh, neurosurgery at WVU. He was a Pittsburgh team doctor. And Sam, we were talking, and uh, he was a very interesting guy, extremely smart, and really down-to-earth and fun to talk to. But he was talking about the human brain because that's what he dealt with. And the sparing rule in the NFL was actually changed because of a lot of things that he done. And what he did, Josh, is, is with a lot of these players that, that played in the NFL, um, after they had passed on, the families would donate their brains to him so that he could study um, how detrimental concussions were to these players. And as he was talking, he said, if you have, I'm not going to say this word right, Alzheimer's, is that how you say it? Is that close enough? All right, if you have that, he said what happens is your brain bleeds right here. And he said, and right here is where your memory is. And he said, so what happens is, is in that bleeding, it scars, and then your, your wiring can't fire together because of the scarring, and you lose, your, you lose your memory. He said, my question is, what happens during a concussion if you have a brain bleed here? Or you have a brain bleed here? Because he said during a concussion, he said it is literally your brain hitting the side of your skull. And there has been millions and millions of dollars spent on helmets to try to protect these players' brains. And this is just a side note, but I'll share this with you because I thought it was interesting. He said he had actually came up with headgear that he was trying to get the uh, Professional Boxers Association to make boxers wear that measured G-force on their head. And he said... After so many hits, the fight should be over. And have you ever seen somebody that, that is what they call punch drunk? Have you ever seen that? That is a result of your brain being ha having too many concussions from so many different sides to the point that you can't function normally. Uh, I said all that to say this. God understands how important our thinking is. So in the armor, he decided to give us a helmet. And that helmet has a, has, a, has a design and a purpose. It's the helmet of salvation. What better to make a helmet out of than salvation? Now, they, have made, they may have spent millions of dollars trying to develop a helmet that would protect the thinking and the brain of these players but let me tell you what Jesus spent so that you could have the helmet of salvation. He gave everything. There was no limit to what he was willing to pay so that you could wear this salvation around and protect your thinking. Because there are people right now that are in trouble in their mind. They don't know what they're going to do next. They don't know how they're going to handle the situation, but you're different. And the reason you're different is you have a helmet, and that helmet is made out of salvation. And with that comes comfort in knowing no matter what the enemy brings against me, I'm protected from the enemy because I'm saved, and I've got to think like I'm saved. 
it's it's not enough that that the enemy attacks you and attacks you and attacks you. The problem is, I'm going to use this illustration again, because somebody came to me one day, and and, and y'all know the story. They said, Pastor, pray for me. I said, what's the problem? They said, the devil's lying to me. I said, and you know it's a lie. Yes. Then what's the problem? What, what's the problem then? If the devil's lying to you, what's there to pray about? It's not about praying about it. It's about resisting what the enemy is bringing you. He said, submit your life to God and resist the devil and he will flee from you. Key number one is you got to submit your life to God. So you've got to agree with what God says. So let me say it like this. If Jesus said I'm saved, I'm saved. If Jesus said I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it. If Jesus said I'm more than a conqueror, I'm more than a conqueror. When the enemy comes in with a lie, I've got a helmet, and I've got to use that helmet to protect my thinking in this. You came too late to tell me, devil, that I'm too, that I'm too far gone because I'm already born again of the water and of the spirit. Amen. So it's all about your thinking. You can think yourself happy. Is that not what Paul said? I think myself happy. You know what else you can do? You can think yourself sad. You, you can. <laughs> Let me tell you what you do. Go home. Find a news channel. Turn on your radio. Find some news. Listen to it. Listen to it. If you can't find it there, get on Facebook. Somebody's got a sad story to tell. Some, there's, there's so much stuff going on in this world. That, and, and some people just love to tell you. They'll say, oh, this is so awful. Let me tell you. I don't know. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it right now. Don't tell me anything awful. If I start telling you negative things long enough, it'll get in your system, and then you'll walk around defeated because you forgot that God is still on the throne. He did send his son. His son did resurrect, and he still occupies the throne. No matter what's going on in this world, God is still in control. So if I understand that I'm his child, I'm his pride, and he cares for me, there ain't no devil in hell can ever defeat me if I think right. Your thinking is extremely important. But we, I know that the devil attacks us on different fronts. And I thought it was so interesting. What if the devil attacks me here? What if he attacks me here? What if he attacks me there? What if I have a problem here? What if I'm bruised over here? Well, as I was thinking about this salvation, this helmet not only protects you from outside attacks now, it also heals you from the bruises that have already been placed on you from times past. Oh, that's worth shouting about. Because I don't care what side of the tracks you came from. I don't care what your background is. There is no doubt in a group this size, this, even though we're small, there's no doubt that somebody in here has been abused in your past. There's no doubt that somebody has a story to tell. This happened to me. That happened to me. But it really doesn't matter to God because this salvation not only protects you from the enemy that is coming, it also heals you from what the enemy has done in the past. That's the power of salvation.
He said, and take the helmet of salvation. Make sure you put this on. How often do you need to be reminded that you're saved? You say, oh, not, not much, preacher. Yes, you do. That's why we have church twice a week. So that we can remind us that we're saved. Because some people forget from Sunday to Monday. If you don't believe me, watch this. You'll leave church on Sunday. Man, I'm ready. I'm ready to take on hell with a squirt gun. I'm going to wear everybody out. And then Monday morning, you go to work, and you're defeated by some co-worker, and you done lost all your victory because you forgot who you were. Monday, can I get a witness? So you need to be reminded through this helmet that when you walk in, God is on my side. And if God be for me, who can be against me? This is my thinking. I'm not just a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. I don't have just enough to get by. I've got more than enough to make it. You've got enough. So you need to think like that. Take this helmet. Put it on. This is so great because the enemy fights you in different areas than he fights me. You would not believe. Well, you think because you're saved and you're working in ministry, the, the enemy don't fight you? Yeah, he fights. What, you think because you're not in ministry, the devil looks over you and don't fight you? He fights you too. Can I get a witness? He fights you in all different ways. Jennifer, I know. Because the enemy, you'll think you got him. You'll think you've won in an area. And the next thing you know, the enemy comes in. You're like, where did that come from? But the Bible says when the enemy comes in like a, like a flood, do you know how floods come in? I know there's flash floods. They happen quickly. But I do know this. Most floods start with one drop of rain and then another drop and then another drop. And all of those drops add up. The enemy comes in, he plants one thought. And if you entertain that thought too long, he sends another thought and another thought until before you know it, you've got a, you've got a, a, a flood running through your mind and you're wondering how you got to that place. Well, I'm glad you're here tonight if you've ever been there because there's a helmet. And that helmet reverses every bit of what the enemy brings in if you know what the helmet is for. It's the helmet of salvation. I'm saved. Look at the person beside you if you're saved and say, I'm saved. No, look at him and say, no, I'm really saved. Look at him and say, I'm going to heaven. If you ain't, you can go with me. But I'm going with or without you because I'm saved. I'm saved. But what am I saved from? I pray this prayer all the time. I say, God, protect me from myself. And that might be a prayer you need to adopt. I say, God, protect me from me. Because, God, I'm an idiot. And I need your protection from my idiocracy. God, I need you to watch. <laughs> y'all looking at me like y'all ain't. Man, you, 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 you do some crazy stuff sometimes. You think some weird things sometimes. They don't have to be... Hey, when the enemy drops a thought in you, don't, don't feel guilty about the thought. It's when you bite and you start adding to it and then it's your thought. That's where you're in trouble. But when the enemy drops a thought by, just say, hey, this ain't my thought and I don't want it. 
So I've got, I've got salvation, and because i got salvation, i got power over what the enemy has to say. He fights us in so many different areas. Protect me, God, from me. Protect me from me because I can get me in a lot of trouble. Because the problem is we have this treasure, but it is in an earthen vessel. And you know what we all have? Flesh. We all have flesh, and our flesh wars, and it's against what the Spirit wants to do. Amen. It's amazing to me, the generation that we live in, everybody gets revelations. And they come to you and say, I got a new revelation. And most of the time when they get a revelation, it's something that makes serving God easier on them. Nobody ever gets a revelation and comes to you and says, I got a revelation. I need to crucify my flesh till it can't wiggle anymore. Nobody says that. They say, well, I got a revelation. I don't think we have to do it like this anymore. And I don't think we have to do it like that anymore. And I don't think we have. What it does is it always makes it easier on our flesh. Oh, yeah, you get quiet, but this is right. Because in the kingdom of God, serving God requires sacrifice. And sometimes that means not agreeing with yourself. Oh, glory. You, you got this idea of who you are. And the enemy, if you walk around, if you get up in the morning, Dustin, tomorrow, and you say, man, I'm pretty lousy. You know, I'm not a very good Christian. As a matter of fact, I can't even tell if I'm saved half the time. Let me tell you what's going to happen to you. Walk around in that long enough, and you're going to walk around in defeat. But oh, this, this just happened to me. The other morning, I got up, and when I woke up, I said, you know what's awesome? I'm alive. And God's mercies were new this morning. No, that was way better than y'all react. I'm going to try y'all. Try it over here. I said, God's mercies were new this morning. So God, he, he awakened me that morning, and his mercy was brand new. You know what that meant? That meant what happened yesterday didn't have any bearing on new mercy. Oh, you get up with that kind of attitude and you say, I'm not going to walk in yesterday's mistake. I'm going to walk in today's mercy. I'm here to tell you, you'll be hard for hell to handle. But you got to know the helmet. This helmet's so cool. It's not like Julian Bell's helmets. It ain't like any of those helmets that the NFL's putting on these players. Because you know what happens to those players after millions of dollars? They still hit the ground, and they still get up. And if nobody's seen the Miami Dolphins quarterback, Tua, if you've never seen that, that's horrible. What your mind does when it gets hit. After all the money that they spent, they still are being concussed. Here's what I'm telling you. After what Christ has spent to buy the salvation, to wrap around your mind, I'm here to tell you it's enough that no hit could ever keep you down. He said no weapon formed against you will prosper. I'm here to tell you, Eric, I didn't say it wouldn't be formed. It said it wouldn't prosper. He may knock me down a time or two, but the helmet says get back up and march on. Keep marching. I want to change your stinking thinking. Because we've been walking around defeated too long. P. 
people testify in church years ago. They'd get up and say, and y'all pray that I do enough to make it home. I'm sitting there thinking, I'm in trouble. If they got to do enough to make it home, I'm in trouble. Because I tried to do enough to be saved, and I couldn't do it. I said, I tried to do enough, but this helmet, remember, this is the armor of God. And we read in the Old Testament that God wore this armor. Remember that? In Isaiah, God wore this armor. So what he puts on me is not something, it's his armor that he's giving me. This helmet has been proven. It's been tried. And it's never been defeated. So I'm here to tell you, if God puts salvation on you, there ain't no devil able to pluck you out of his hand. You just got to think the way God is asking you to think. Look at that person beside you and say, I'm still saved. You're like, I'm saved today, preacher, but tomorrow I might lose it. That's a scary prospect. Y'all know me. If I could lose it, I would have already lost it. I lose everything. <laughs> that was my wife with the loud amen, if y'all are wondering. If it was up to me, I would have done lost it. But he said, this is the armor that I'm giving you. Put on this helmet. So when you go to battle, the battle is won right here. Oh, can I get an amen? amen? The ability is in your mind. Oh, it is, it's in your mind. Y'all know my analogy. And I use it a lot, but I got to use it again. There are some people that can play some music. Man, they got some ability. And there are some of them that are little, tiny, weak people. They don't have a lot of strength. I could beat them up if I wanted to. Take that little flute from them and just pound them with it. You know what the problem is? Their ability is not in the body, it's in the mind. If I could take their mind and put it in my body, then I could play the piano or I could play the guitar because the ability is in the mind. It's not in the body. So he said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. If I get the mind of Christ, I get the ability of Christ. It's not in the body. It's in the mind. We are the body of Christ. The ability is not in us. The ability is in him. So what do I got to do? I got to agree with him. Come here, Sam. How can two walk together? What is it? Unless they agree. Unless they agree. Which way do you want to go? Okay, go. This is where we're at. We can't agree. God wants us to go one way. We're not agreeing with him. And we're back here trying to go the opposite direction. And we're wondering what's wrong in our Christian walk. I'm going to tell you what the, the problem is. God wants you to turn around and agree with him. 
So when he looks at you and says, you're saved, you know what you got to say? I, I agree. I agree. Now, do you feel saved all the time? He didn't ask you to feel saved, did he? He said, you got to be, you, you are saved. You're saved. If you're saved, agree with it. He said, hey, you know what? You're filled with my spirit. I filled you with my spirit. Do you always feel like you're filled with the spirit? No, you do not. People pull out in front of you, and you feel totally opposite of being filled. You feel, you feel like you are filled with wrath. You don't always feel saved. Sometimes I get up in the morning to go to work. I don't feel anything. Aggravated. Wondering why I couldn't be born in a rich family. Sometimes I get up mad. I don't get up every morning and say, good morning, Lord. Sometimes I get up and say, good Lord, it's morning. I don't always feel. He didn't ask me to feel saved. He asked me to be saved. And I got to think I'm saved because he said I'm saved. And when I align my thinking with his process, I'll walk in victory. What are you doing? Well, I'm trying to get to heaven. You're trying to get to heaven. Let me tell you how you get to heaven. By the blood of Jesus. Think like that. Think like that. Let me tell you how you get to heaven. Through the finished work of Jesus Christ. I know, but, but preacher, I, I got to do, I, I got I to try harder. I'm, I'm, oh, you know, we're going we're to go to the new year. Y'all ready for New Year's resolutions? Everybody ready? I'm going to lose 40 pounds. You've said that for 15 years now. Just say, I'm going to eat more cookies this year. You'll feel better about yourself telling the truth. Look at the person beside you and say, guilty. It, we, we're, we're always trying to be better. It's not about trying harder. It's about submitting more. It's about yielding to him more. It's about letting him take control because you can't get it done anyway. What are you saying? When God says, let me move in you, let him move in you. Don't try to qualify it. He's not asking you to qualify it. He'll qualify you. Just yield to him. Amen. Here you are trying harder to do gooder and, and all that stuff you're trying and God's asking you to witness to somebody and the enemy's telling you you don't know a scripture to witness to them. And you know what God said? Open your mouth wide. I'll feel it. Here you are trying to qualify yourself. He's already qualified. It's holding us back because we're not taking advantage of this helmet. So the enemy attacks you over here. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. It's kind of like body armor. These guys go into battle with body armor. What if they shoot you in the face? What happens then? This helmet is there to protect you. You know what our biggest problem is in our Christian world? We worry about our body. You say, oh, no, not me. Yeah, you do. Yes, you do. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. What's wrong? I got this bump in my mouth. I Googled it. I got three days to live. You know what the problem was? You ate too many tomatoes. That's your only problem. But, man, you're so nervous about what goes on in your body. 
You know one of my biggest fears is? That I get hiccups like some of those people get that have them for years. Outside of that, I'm good. That scares me to death. Could you imagine hiccuping for two years straight? That'd be awful. You don't, none of y'all are hiccuping. You're good. You're okay. Do it. You know what we need to do? We need to line up with the Spirit, and the Spirit will make the body prosper because you're walking in the Spirit. I'm going back over here. If we align with the Spirit, then I, he, let me say it like this. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. All these other things will be added unto you. You're trying to take care of all these other things when he's saying, just line up with what I'm telling you. Let me be your king. Walk in my kingdom. Let me be the one. And you align with that and you think like that, you're going to walk in victory. Amen. Somebody just said, I don't think it works like that. That's the problem. You're not thinking right. Put that helmet on and keep it on. The enemy says, you're not good enough. Let the helmet. Listen, I'm not good enough, but he's good enough. I I, want to sanctify myself. I do. But the only way that I can be more sanctified is to be more submissive to what he's already telling me. I know, I know, I feel, I know I'm beating a dead horse, but I'm going to hit it again. Why do we feel like that serving God takes so much willpower? It doesn't. It takes yielding power. You're yielding yourself to him. Have you ever made, let's do it. Have you ever done this? Have you ever said, I'll never do it again as long as I live. Lord, I'm so sorry. Lord, I'm so sorry I won't do it again. I'm telling you, I'll be ready next time. I I, I won't do it again. And you know what happens? You do it again. Don't raise your hand if that's happened to you. Just blink at me. So nobody knows that that's you. There's there's, there's some people blinking. There's a couple honest people in here. You, You know what happens with that? We're trying to win the battle through the flesh without the mind. The man that thinks he can and the man that thinks he can't, either way they think, they're usually right. They're usually right. I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. You know how many times I hear that at work? I can't. I can't. I can't. I said, give it here. I'll show you how to do it. Can I do it? And the guy looks at me and says, well, you have 100 years of experience. So you know what? Now, when it needs done, I say, come here. Hit this. I can't. I said, you're going to have to start on your 100 years experience. This is where you start. This is year one. Hit it. Hit it. You know where you get, you know, you, when you walk with God and you start believing him and you have experience with him, you know what happens? You get some things done without even concentrating, without even thinking about it. Am I talking to anybody? If, if you start... And you put this helmet on, the helmet of what? Salvation. Salvation. God, protect me from me. But let me tell you what salvation is really protecting you from. I'm so glad I'm saved because now the devil can't get me. God didn't save you from the devil. He saved you from himself. 
He saved you from the wrath that is to come. And it's not the devil's wrath. It's God's wrath. So God is bound by holiness to do what is right. Because God is holy, he can't let sin in his presence. Are you hearing me? And because God is righteous, he can't allow unrighteous to glory in his presence. So that because God is holy, that brings judgment. And God is going to pour out his, on his judgment on ungodly people. People that, don't, that aren't like him. That, 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 don't, that don't agree with him. That won't accept him. That won't take what he... But for you who are saved, you are saved from the wrath that is to come. God loves you so much that he protects you from himself. Man, that is so good. You thought he was saving you from the devil. The devil can't do anything to you if God is on your side. David said, though I make my bed in hell, as long as you're with me, it's all right. Think about that. That's awesome. Where you at? I'm in hell. What are you doing? Making my bed. Huh? Yeah, I can do this because God's with me. You know what's going to make hell hell? God isn't with you. And the reminder, the reminder is this. You weren't willing to agree with what he was saying. People will never be saved unless they agree with the word of God. Well, preacher, I'll tell you what I did. I, I quit drinking. It's good. Your liver's thankful. Sure it is. Your liver, your liver, your liver is so thankful. Your little liver. It's so thankful. But you know what the problem is? You're just a sober sinner. Until you agree with the word of God, until you say, I agree with what God is saying, you can't be saved. It's the gospel. Angie, I can't explain how it works, but it works. I can tell people, do better, do better, quit that, quit that, don't do that, do this, quit, quit, quit. And I can tell them all that, and they may quit for a while. That doesn't save them. But if I tell them, listen, Jesus came to this world. He died on a cross for your sin. He was buried so your sin could be buried with him. And he rose again so that you can walk in the newness of life. That works. The gospel has a way when people say, I like to think that way and I'm going to agree. That's what repentance is. Repentance is a changing of your mind. Come on, musicians. Get all your levels up here and let's play music. Listen to me, David, I want to talk to you. You've been in church your whole life, right? Yeah, you, they, they, you got a drug problem, don't you? You get drugged to church all the time. Even when you don't want to go, they drug you. They just drag you. But let me tell you what's going to happen. Eventually, the enemy is going to try to make you doubt your salvation. He did it to Jesus. Jesus went in the wilderness right after he was baptized. And a voice out of heaven said, 
This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. How awesome would it be to get that announcement? Could you imagine? I would love to have those. I've never got one. I've never been preaching a sermon and God spoke and said, this is my preacher and I'm well pleased in him. Listen, you would never make me doubt it ever, ever, ever if I heard that. Even though he got a voice out of heaven that said, this is my son, he got in the wilderness and the devil said, if thou be the son of God. I'd be like, wait, did you not hear the announcement? This was that public service announcement in the Jordan. Did you not hear that? The devil don't care. That's why you still got to agree. And what did he use? What did he use to fight the enemy? The word of God. The word of God. He said, it is written. It is written. It is written. So what we have to agree with is with what is written. So agree with the Bible. When the devil tells you, that, that, that you ain't doing good enough, you tell the devil that I've got this based on Jesus and he said I'm going to make it. And you let those lying lips be put to silence. How do you do that? You're telling the truth. But where does the truth come from? Agreeing with the word of God. But before you ever speak it, which is next week, next week we're going to talk about the sword of the spirit. You know what the sword is? That's talking it. He's saying take the sword. Because the sword is using the word of God. But before it ever comes out of your mouth and is used as a sword, it must first be in your thinking. Okay, y'all ready? How, how long have I been up here, Shane? Too long? 40 minutes? Long time. Y'all are fun to preach to tonight. I'm sorry. They taught me when I first got in church that Believe the Bible. Believe what the scripture says. Quote it. Use it. Get it in your heart. That means get it in your mind. Memorize scriptures. Memorize them. Memorize them. How many people here has ever had a migraine headache? Raise your, raise your hand. Migraine. Lord have mercy. A lot of y'all. Now some people just have headaches. And if they walk by you and say... I've got a horrible migraine. I'm like, no, 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 you don't. Well, you're not up walking around with that hardly. You're looking for a dark place. No, no noise. They start out, you start seeing these little dots. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And you're like, oh, I'm in trouble. Jesus, help me. Then you get this tunnel vision. You're pretty okay while you got tunnel vision. It's when the vision comes back. Man, when the vision comes back, it's rough. I was at work one day, and there was a Baptist minister, and he said, man, what's wrong with you? I said, man, I can barely move right now, man. I said, I got, I got, a, I got, I got a migraine, horrible. He said, here, take some of this or take some of that. Double up on this, double on. I said, man, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. He said, okay. I was young, walking around Kmart. That's where I worked at. I said, by your stripes I'm healed, Lord. By your stripes I'm healed, Lord. By your stripes I'm healed, Lord. By your stripes I'm healed. By your stripes I'm healed. And you know what? Doubt would creep in. 
especially when it felt like somebody was hitting me upside the head. That's how By your stripes I'm healed, Lord. By your stripes I'm healed. By your stripes I'm healed. By your stripes I'm healed. Man, usually you got to sleep them things off. I just kept praying. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon you. By your stripes I'm healed, Lord. By your stripes I'm healed. Man, all of a sudden that thing started lifting faster than it ever lifted before. I started feeling good. Kevin, real good. I was just waiting to see that guy. He worked in sporting goods, so I made my way by there, and he said, did you get you some medicine? I said, no, nah, man, I just prayed. I just prayed. You know what works? Scripture works. Let me teach you something. It works. It works. Excedrin may too. But there's some things Excedrin can't fix. So you know what we need to do? We need to practice yielding to God's word, wearing the helmet, changing our thinking. So then when the big thing comes, you say the same thing I used when I fought the lion is the same thing I used when I fought the bear. It's the same thing that I'll use when I step into the valley with Goliath. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Look at him one more time and say, I'm still saved. Still saved. As we sing this song, would you stand to your feet?